I call it a blessing to have a wife that would be that honest and transparent with you. But if you think about it, like, does this outfit make me look fat? The answer you're supposed to say based on society is, no, you look great. And that's the same thing. Your wife doesn't want to hurt you. So if she's holding back, she either doesn't know or she knows there's things wrong, but she doesn't know how to convey that information. If you get the blessing, which I say is a blessing and a curse, that I'm not attracted, I'm not in love, I'm settling, I'm just here to honor my commitment, whatever it is, that's what those are the words that I heard. But whatever your version of that is, then you need to start taking action. And there's some really, really key things you need to understand. has helped thousands of men revive their marriages, break through physical intimacy barriers, and get their wives to want them again. Some of you guys just like leaned in a little bit, like your ears perked up. There's good reason for that. You're going to want to listen to this interview. He's had He has multiple programs, including the More Sex, Better Sex, Marriage Reset, which is available at RyanCasmaro.com. He is Ryan Casmaro on all social media. Guys, if you have little ones, this might not be the episode for them. Don't know how open you are with your kids and adult intimacy issues. So now is the time to pause or to get the headphones out. Or I hear that AirPods give you cancer or something. I don't know if that's true. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Cass Morrow. How are you doing, my man? Hey, buddy. Thanks for having me on, Joe. I'm super, super. Thank you. How are you today? I'm doing just fine. I'm I'm pumped about this conversation. Uh, like like we just said a few minutes ago, these are the conversations that matter. These are the conversations that are going to restore people's souls and that are going to help us to have better relationships, which speaks into financial success, legacy building. Everything starts here. I'm I'm so excited uh, to learn more about you and your work, man. Thank you. Yeah, we we feel the same way. I mean, the the taboo topic. You can't talk about sex. It's hard. It's embarrassing for guys. And, you know, people, men think they're the only ones not having intimacy and they don't want to talk to their buddies about it. And, you know, I get my, my social media shut down a lot because it is a tough topic, but people need to hear it. And what we're finding, the more vulnerable they are, the more open we are with my wife and I with our story, man, it's, it's worldwide now. It's incredible. So let's, let's roll, man. Awesome. So I, I got to ask, how did you, you know, I have a little bit of an idea how this all started, but you know, tell us your story and then tell us how did you find out that other men needed this? Other men needed, you know, to, to be picking up what you're putting down and, and now you've got this business. Ah, oh, great, great question. Yeah. So how it started was, you know, my wife and I, we were hot and heavy three times a day. Everything was great. And then of course, like everybody, we all bring in our baggage and our baggage was bad. We were, you know, just for you guys out there who are wondering, how bad marriage can bet can get. I mean, we weren't physically abusive to each other, but we might as well have been. Uh, you know, it it was to the point where I had restraining orders uh, against me for you know destroying the house, fighting about everything, including sex, and what I wanted, what my needs were, and we went through this roller coaster of up and down. And eventually, my wife just ended up sort of saying to me, "You know, I'm not attracted. I'm not in love. I'm settling. Uh, I'm I'm really just honoring my commitment and my oath under God." And so that 
really it made me angry. Obviously, I was I was pretty mad, and I thought about three days later, well, if she doesn't want me, I mean, this is really resonating when I'm thinking about all the job sex. I mean, guys, you can tell when your wife wants to be with you. I certainly could, and she was just doing it, checking off to do list or not having it at all. And so when that happened, she told me that it sent me down a spiral, a journey to say, well, if she doesn't want me, I have to do something about it. And and I take accountability for my side of things. And I just got to work and to find out or finding out that other men needed it. Well, that was pretty easy. I'm I'm a pretty good talker. I'm pretty open. And people tell me about their struggles. They wouldn't say how deep the struggles were necessarily. And so once I started relating to them and sharing some of my story, then one guy after another, after another. And then I eventually put it into a program and I just went super viral on TikTok in February. And ever since then, it's been an up and down ride with social media. But yeah, it's been awesome. It's awesome and it's an honor. We're helping guys all over the world. So so one of the things, my, my wife and I, we really believe in counseling. Things are going good. Things are going bad. Every counselor I've ever seen for myself, for my own mental things, and then as a couple, um, all of them say the same thing at the end. Hey, when can I see you again? Things are going great. Hey, you know, maybe we'll reach out next quarter. Um, if things are going terrible, you know, same time next week. If things are dire, like next available appointment, you know. Um, sexless marriage is a phenomenon that people aren't talking about. And I, I had first heard of it from a, a you know, a credentialed counselor. Uh, is it psychiatrist or psychologist? One of them does crazy people and the other one does everyone else. Um, the <laughs> non, the, but, you know, just just speak to the listeners about this this phenomenon, really, that no one's talking about that is a sexless marriage. Yeah, it's an epidemic. I mean, it's I think you have to define it first. I mean, the typical or clinical definition would be no sex for at least 12 months. But mm. in, in my world and the men that I help, I don't necessarily categorize it just like that because a lot of men also, especially from a, a religious or Christian background, would have a wife who would be obligated, submitting, serving, however the word's been bastardized, okay, and how they've portrayed it and presented it in their own home. And so I would say sexless also is... If she's just giving you sex, pity sex to shut you up, stop your whining, your pouty, your frustration, i.e. starfishing, you know, just yeah. please shut up, do your thing. Or you get a great wife sometimes who means well. My wife, Catherine, was like that for a long time. It's just unfortunately so damaging because you can tell when she's not with you and not wanting you. And so this is what's happening everywhere. And then we can really get into it however far you want to go today, but what the, the short version is, is the longer that we as men present, we have needs, i.e. do your job, or she feels like she should check it off the to-do list, fulfill an obligation. The longer this goes on, the, the bigger the gaps go from the real quantity, or sorry, quality. And then soon the quantity starts to go with it. And the gaps get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then mm. ironically, it's also us men sometimes that'll also be like, no, I don't want it. Fear of rejection, all kinds of other insecurities. So it is a phenomenon. It's an epidemic. It's a real problem. And one man at a time, not being afraid to see, holy crap, like that guy's story resonates with mine. Then you start to realize it's everywhere and you don't have to feel alone. You know, I don't know. You're, you're probably not going to run around like I do. My wife didn't want to have sex with me for years. Like most guys aren't comfortable with that. I don't even give testimonies with people's names because I think it's not my business. I'll share my story. So my wife, she runs an independent program from mine. So she works with wives. It's not every day that you get a woman who wants it more than her husband, but it does happen. And for example, uh, you know, 150,000 followers or something on Facebook, that's mostly women. You get a lot of responses of women saying, well, what if this, it's flipped? 
Well, it's pretty much this. Everything in my content is just just flipping. It goes both ways. I just speak to men, right? Yeah. So it's also a little bit easier. Um, you know, if a guy needs to address his issues with his hormones, you can easily get a testosterone boost. And nowadays, a little bit easier to check things out. I, I also but, think it's easier for women to seduce. I it, it's easier for my wife to get me from not interested to interested. Pretty much. Right? <laughs> I mean, a lot of the guys that are struggling sorry, the wives that are struggling, the guys would be, say, maybe more into video games. They just don't care. But this is where a lot of my content or the lectures that I would teach in my course or my wife would teach, that's where it's, it's kind of flipped. It's all the same. If your spouse is coasting, they're not interested, they're not attracted, you're not exciting for them. I mean, we can go on and on and on and on. Well, then that's all different stuff that you can address just about yourself. What are you doing that's different than you used to do, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what's interesting? You know, I I never had, uh, you know, I was an athlete and, and um, I came to realize that women must have found me attractive because, you know, high school, college, I was getting uh, advances made on. Um, but anyway, I was taking a medication and I mean, I'm a guy, I've peed on an electric fence, okay, and the equipment still works great. I got four kids every, every time and we're blessed in this way. Every time that we say, hey, let's try and have another child we're we're pregnant in in weeks or just a few months um yeah but man i gotta tell you i was on some medication that was causing serious trouble with the equipment and the thing that i noticed the most was that i didn't feel like making an advance because i didn't know how it was going to go on my end um, so talk talk about that fear of rejection. There's al- there's also performance anxiety, and I got to tell you, I mean, this was I'm mid thirties. This this medicine was the only thing in my life that had ever caused that. And then you know you see that there are people going through these struggles, and then they have psychological blocks. They have all of these things, and they need they need you. They need these programs. <laughs> like guys, the links are below. Check it out. You're, you're on to something there because uh, it, it's it's kind of like this. If you're on depression meds, if you work out more, eat right, you're going to probably reduce your depression meds. Same goes for diabetes, right? This is not, not, I'm not making this up. It's everywhere. But the same thing happens with other medications and the other side effects. So we try to balance with what we need, with what we want, or to find that magic pill. When really, if you enter a program like mine, you're going to fill in so many of those voids without having to take a pill. And you don't have those negative Mm -hmm. consequences. Now, the flip side of that, though, of course, is the actual ED issues are, they're a real thing. And this goes, ties into the rejection thing we'll talk about in a second. But this also just ties in with when you know your wife is laying there, you're having a wife who's not, you know, she's rolling her eyes, but not in a good way, if you know what I mean. Well, this doesn't make you feel very good about being a man and doing your thing. And so you start to get in your own head. And these insecurities start to become a real problem. I cannot stress how many men tell me, I don't have an insecurity issue. The moment I begin to work with them, I can pull everything out. When, you're, when your wife doesn't want you, when you're not having sex two, three, five, seven times a week or more, you get in your own head some way, shape, or form. It's just how it works. And then if you add in mommy and daddy issues from when you are a kid, exes that cheated, these all play a major role in performance anxiety. Or what if you haven't even had sex for a while? Then you just go have sex. It's been the first time in a few weeks and you're like a two-pump jump. Well, that's that doesn't make you feel like a man either. There's all this other stuff and it's not socially acceptable to talk about it. Well, I call bullshit. You get with the right guys. 
the right support and you can address these issues so much faster than like you said with counseling going backwards in time but never when anything was good you know what i mean yeah, I'm I'm lucky. I'm a holistic health guy and I'm lucky, you know, I, I run so many things by my chiropractor and, and they'll just be like, take as little medications as you can. Uh, you know, the army said that I was a bajillion percent disabled and I'm not supposed to run, stand. I'm not, you know, my quality of life is supposed to be trash. Um, and I surrounded myself with people that said no. Um you, you, you can. You can do these things. You might have to find a new way of doing some of these things. I can't run nearly as much as I would like to. Um, and I'm not throwing shade on people who their their injuries are so bad that, you know, they're they're really physically limited. Um, but you know, I had to surround myself with people that spoke positivity and encouragement into me and, and those physical aspects. And I see this as the same type of thing because there's a way out there. There's a way to have the, the, I almost said sex positive. I'm, I'm not into the sex positive movement, but there's a way to have the marriage that you want in all aspects, communication, um, you know, being on the same page finance, financially, but also being on the same page with the intimacy stuff. Yeah. And man, we're just not talking about it. I don't even know if in your church, if they're talking about this, maybe they are because you're there, but it's even something that's taboo in the church. And it's like, where can we go if we can't speak about it here? 100%. I mean, I'm in Canada, so it's not like it's super prevalent. People don't, they're not as boisterous with their their faith or their beliefs, okay? But yes, it's not common to, you can speak to your pastor, but they unfortunately give you the same types of advice that, well, it's just the hand-me-down information that society's been giving for years. Like, communication is key, so go talk to your wife. Well, every time you talk to your wife about sex, she doesn't want sex. doesn't make her feel good, right, to have that conversation. So, and the it's the same conversation over and over. Why don't you want me? What would turn you on? Listen, if you're making your wife feel guilty because she knows she should want you, she just doesn't. You're sitting in your pain if you choose to do the same thing over and over again. Definition of insanity, right? But then there are guys that are bold enough to go speak to their pastor, especially in the States. It's really prevalent to say, I'm, I'm proud, I'm a Christian. And so a lot of the guys that I work with, they're like blown away. They they want to bring it to their church and like, I don't know, you swear a little bit and you, you, you say it like it is. And yeah, that's good. That's the same thing that happened with worship. When people started to actually worship and have some energy into it, not just play a little piano and sing a hymn, people started to like the music and worship God. It's the exact same thing. When you shake it up, you're going to get the results mm-hmm. that you want, which would tie into what you're saying, Joe. I love that. We do the normal, but who decides what the normal is? Listen, if your buddy looks like he's a powerhouse couple, he probably isn't. There's a difference between acting like it and actually being it. And this is the same thing if you're trying to start a business. If you want to play the guitar, you're going to have to pick up some skills and get your button gear, play it till the fingers bleed, you know? But people don't do that. The normal is, oh, let's just play the guitar for three lessons, three times a week. Well, if you like being no- normal like that, I guess then <laughs> carry on, you know? <laughs> so, um, you know, we're, we're this far into it. There are some listeners and, and my audience is pretty open with me and they get a lot of I know that they get a lot of value from the guests like yourself because they, they'll send me... If, if they don't post on social, they'll send me emails privately. Um, so there are some people that are leaning in. They're all in on this interview. The phone's in their pocket. They're not, you know, 
They're not scrolling Instagram or whatever. They are listening to this. Um, and there are some people that are leaning in and they're wanting to hear what to do if they have a wife that said that they don't love them. They're not attracted to them. And that's their relationship right now. Let's, let's give you kind of an overview of how it all works. So first things first, guys, a lot of you, most of you won't get that blessing. I call it a blessing to have a wife that would be that honest and transparent with you. But if you think about it like, does this outfit make me look fat? The answer you're supposed to say based on society is, no, you look great. And that's the same thing. Your wife doesn't want to hurt you. So if she's holding back, she either doesn't know or she knows there's things wrong, but she doesn't know how to convey that information. If you get the blessing, which I say is a blessing and a curse, that I'm not attracted, I'm not in love, I'm settling, I'm just here to honor my commitment, whatever it is, that's what those are the words that I heard. But whatever your version of that is, then you need to start taking action. And there's some really, really key things you need to understand. And by the way... Guys, eight out of 10 Americans are completely dissatisfied with work, miserable, and they hate going into their job. This is a nut statistic. I can't believe so many people live that reality, especially since there are more jobs than people. That means it's actually easier for you to get into the career of your dreams, to get that dream job. This is something I can coach you through. No matter the company, the industry, no matter your education, qualifications, or experience. Guys, I've built a successful career in more than five different industries. I was always promoted ahead of my peers. I was always put in positions of more and more responsibility and leadership. This is something that I can help you achieve for yourself. Guys, you know and love me as the host of The Joe Mobley Show, and now we can have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with me as your career pivot coach. All you got to do is jump on a discovery call with me and see if this is the right move for you to make in 2023 and why this is the best time. Book that discovery call. Go to thejoemobleyshow.com slash coach. That's thejoemobleyshow.com slash coach. Book a time today. Guys, my time is limited. The spots are going to fill up, and then I'm not going to be able to coach you immediately. I'm going to have to put you on the wait list, but you're going to do the right thing. You're going to go to djmobleyshow.com slash coach right now. Or she knows there's things wrong, but she doesn't know how to convey that information. If you get the blessing, which I say is a blessing and a curse, that I'm not attracted, I'm not in love, I'm settling, I'm just here to honor my commitment, whatever it is, that's what those are the words that I heard. But whatever your version of that is, then you need to start taking action. And there's some really, really key things you need to understand. And by the way, it says right there, take my free masterclass. This isn't a sales pitch on there. I'm going to go over some of the stuff that's in there because that's part of what I'm talking about. This is actual lessons from my program. I wanted to give it away because at least at the very least, whether you work with me or not, you can spend an hour, learn a whole lot of stuff that I'm about to share with you, why it's so important. And then you can actually see some changes in your marriage. Just feel good for a bit. Start to understand how powerful it is, okay? So the first thing we need to understand is ownership, accountability. Like I said, I was angry for a few days. Uh, nobody wants to hear that their wife's not into them. It's solidifying the job sex or no sex. And actually how that started was I yelled at her and was like, I want to use this thing more, you know? She gave me the words, the blessing. Three days later, I clicked and I realized, well, well she doesn't want me. I guess I can't be that great of a catch. And this is where you start mm -hmm. to take ownership, gentlemen. You start to realize that when you start saying, I'm such a great guy, you should want me, or whatever pats on the back you want to give yourself. Hey, listen, man, she was hot for you once before. 
I'm sure there's some parts of you that are still there, but expectations are thrown on you in life, whether it's your career, whether it's your children, whether it's your wife. And I will talk about some of that stuff if you want. But what happens is, and she was lied to too, by the way. So it's not all, it's not all your fault. Okay. But when you start to own it, you can give yourself some real accountability. It's not your wife's job to fix you. It's your job to own you. It's not even about fixing. It's like, well, if I don't like this guy that's in the mirror, then well, of course she's not turned on. I shouldn't even be turned on by myself here. So the second thing with ownership is really tying in. You have to understand your expectations. Guys, the minute you talk to your wife about her using sex as a weapon, her withholding, her not meeting your needs as a man, I provide, you should give me sex. Uh, you, you're supposed to submit to me. Uh, marriage is for, uh, is sex is a part of marriage you signed up for. However you want to phrase it, and if you're like me, I used all of those, okay? However you want to phrase it, the reality is this. The moment you do that, I know that the men that I work with want their wife to want them. But no matter what you say, you can say it romantically, sweet, in loving way, lots of vulnerability. You can be aggressive, frustrated, angry, sad, no matter how you say it. All you're saying to your wife is, you're my sex doll. You're my masturbation device. I have needs that I need to use you for to get off. So can we get on with it? In what way? If you did that on a first date, by the way, gentlemen, you think she would go on a second date with you or even have sex with you? But what happens is this entitlement that you need to own right now, you need to let it go, okay? Then we have to stop turning our wife off, okay? Society gives a bunch of solutions, and that's in the masterclass, guys. I think it's super, super ironic that nobody's figured this out. Now, there's a lot of resources, Joe, that's up, that are out there that will talk about these things that you're supposed to do if you want to change your marriage. This is whether it's therapists, men's groups, there's good books, courses, whatever. And they'll all present these solutions that people clean, do. clean the kitchen. Yeah. Exactly. Do, do the, the dishes. That's one of the things on the list, right? And you'll see these, these moms or wives posting on social media saying, this is what makes me hot. And it's the husband in the apron, you know, with the broom or whatever. No, no, no. They're miss. They're, they're not presenting. See, this is why men yeah. get the shit confused, right? Society shows you an example and it's not true. Let's just run through it really quickly, guys. The word society. S, social cues. So I provide. I'm a great dad. I'm a great guy. I.e., you should want me. I'm all these things. These make you a great person, okay? This makes, makes you proud. You should be a good provider. Guys, if you're not, what are you doing? You should be a great guy. Why wouldn't you want to be a nice guy? Come on. And you should be a great dad if you had kids. Let's be honest. Why does that mean that your wife should be turned on? So the moment you present that to her, again, you're, you're really dialing her back and turning her off. Uh, oh, in the word society is overcompensating. How many of you guys know happy wife, happy life? You hear that all the time, right? Got to make sure she's good, right? Well, what happens is, you know, this is one of the things that she taught you too. I got it. I got the schedule. I'll make the dinners. You know, I'm going to run all the decisions and make everything happen. And we agree to keep the peace because we're like, oh, just don't want to cause a mood. I just want to get going. No, she wants a man. Make a decision. Tell her what you want for dinner. Wives actually thank me when their husbands do my program. They're like, I wanted to punch you in the face, man, for never telling me what you wanted for dinner. Thank you. You know? So no more happy wife, happy one, life. One of, one of my things is I have to tell my wife if I don't like something, a dish, an outfit, something she buys me. Mm-hmm. Um, because... Well, one, I, I think that's the honest thing to do. But two, I don't want it to happen again. I, yes. I've, I've never lied about liking a meal because the worst thing would be like, oh, it was so easy to make. I'm going to make it all the time now. 
hundred percent integrity, right? I mean, yeah. if, your wife can tell if you're not following through, if you're just sort of saying, oh, I'd like chicken and you don't want chicken, you know, your wife can tell and no integrity is no respect. No respect is no sex. That's mm. the dots here, right? Um, chores. You mentioned chores. That's the C in society. Doing more work. You should be an adult, guys. I mean, come on. She left tomorrow. You still got to pay. You still got to clean your house. You're still going to be a great dad. You just don't get to have sex. So what are you doing to get sex for? You should literally just be an adult and clean up your house. And by the way, I probably outwork most people, and I still do more around the house than most people. So like, it's just balancing your calendar, guys. It's being an adult. Again, remember, if she wasn't there, you still have to do it, you know? Um, I, I give... I give. Guys are giving gifts, jewelry, flowers, expecting this is like a nice guy thing, right? Listen, you should never give to get. If you don't know this lesson by now, guys, like just, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna talk about it too much. Stop giving to get. You will get more out of life. Try it for a week. Try it for a month. Test it. You'll see. And your wife knows that. She doesn't want to have feel like a whore because you give her something. The turn off. So let's stop that. Um, ego feeding is the E in society. So ego feeding is like when you pretend other women don't exist. Now you get the douchebags, guys. If you're one of these guys, let's pay attention. You don't elevate other chicks in front of your wife. You don't. The amount of guys- I just, I only know one of these guys. He's an old, uh, I've had several squad leaders, so I can say he's an old squad leader of mine. He's still in. And uh, yeah, man, it was wild because his wife would be there and uh, yeah. You're just speechless. Being a guy in the presence of this guy, it it's wild. It's like, what? It's hard to me. I'll see guys and I know you can tell they're not having a great night, but they're giving my wife the elevator on our date and their wife is just like, you can see, she's just angry. But that doesn't mean you should pretend other women don't exist. If your wife talks, like we watch reality shows, by the way, here's a hot tip that I don't tell too many people all the time, tell you in my program, but your wives need drama. Women need drama. So give them positive drama. Watch the dumb reality TV show. Give them the positive drama. Let them get it out of their system. Have some fun and laugh with their free tip for you right there. Now anyway. that's interesting. My wife likes um, uh, <laughs> one of the dating ones. I can't believe I'm forgetting what this freaking show is called. They yeah, have like roses. Oh, is that The Bachelor? I've yes. Seen, yeah, and I, years ago. I don't know it now though. I usually kind of make fun of it, but you're saying I should, you know, sit down and have a laugh with her. Hey, man, if you don't want your wife to have negative drama, give her as much positive as you can. Will you remove negative drama? Probably this not. is going to be my wife's favorite episode because you're telling <laughs> you're telling me to watch one of her it's, it's super like dramatic shows. It's true. Romance <laughs> uh, uh, novels, romantic comedies. Think about it. Girls love this shit. If they get their fix of it, they're going to bring less of it home with the nagging and things like that. Of course, you've got to show up, but that's just a free tip there. But um, you can still watch that show with her. And she'll be like, that blonde is hot. Well, what guys typically do, because they don't want to rock the boat. Oh, yeah, but your legs are so much hotter. Or your butt's so much sexier. Listen, she can tell whose butt looks better. So when you do that, you show up again with no integrity. And then what does she do? She goes, well, I don't want this, man. You can't even handle me. Little old me. You know what I mean? This, so we got this is a big revealing episode um and she's not going to be embarrassed because i do this in public uh but my my wife's butt is an all-star butt <laughs> like world's top five butts uh, uh so I know and, and, and she yeah she knows it and like <laughs> it doesn't matter who's there the pope or the president like i'm i'm gonna show some attention uh i mean it's it's unstoppable. 
same way about Catherine. You know what I like to do when she's in the fridge or she's in the cupboard or whatever, her butt's in the air a little bit. I'm like way at the back, baby, way at the back. And she does this little shake thing for us, like a little ritual we have. I love it. But I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm a big, I love my wife's butt. Big butt fan of my life here. Yeah. Um, okay, guys, T, the talk. You've got to stop having the talk with your wife. Why you don't mm-hmm. want what would turn you on? This is probably the worst. And this is the worst one because everybody tells you to do it. There's a difference between communicating, which is about issues, and conversation, okay? We need to be able to have good conversation with our wife and be ping, 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 and be in a position where you're a little more free because you're both unapologetically yourselves. You're getting along before you're communicating big issues. The other side of that is most people have developed the skills to defend themselves, to blame their partner, to shut down, hold contempt. How can you communicate through issues if these feelings are the skills, or sorry, these skills are the, are the ones that you're using to have your conversation? Okay, so when you start to talk about sex and you're protecting your needs as a man, all that does is make her feel guilty. All that does is push her away. Again, some of your wives might not even understand it. She might not even really know why. She just doesn't want to have sex. And she's not, I'm just not in the mood anymore. I'm just, I don't know. I just don't, I don't like it anymore. I'm too tired. Like, you know, all the excuses. Okay. But when you talk about it, in what, in what world? Imagine your first date again. In what world? So some of us did that. On my first date, I said to Catherine, hey, I like sex like three times a day. Like, this is who we are. Can we make sure that we solidify this? Yeah, that doesn't cover job sex versus real desire. That's just what we had in our minds when we did that. And this is not the same as saying, why don't you want me? Boo-hoo, pout, frustration, anger, slamming doors, whatever it is, it's your version. You might notice, guys, when you have the talk with your wife, things might get better for a few days, a week, a month. But then it goes back to the normal or worse, it's less sex, further gaps, poorer quality. So you have another talk and rinse and repeat until eventually it's, it's out of control. And most people that'll be listening, it's a lot further out of control than, you've, than you know or that you wanted to admit because, again, you thought you were alone. If you have diabetes and you're on Medicare, you may qualify for a free continuous glucose monitor system. Managing your diabetes is crucial to your health. The new CGM systems can automatically manage your diabetes better for you. And by using a CGM system, you can eliminate forever one thing most people with diabetes hate the most, finger sticks. Now it's possible to manage your diabetes better, end the painful finger sticks, and get a new CGM monitoring system at little or no cost to you. We even provide in-home delivery and do all the insurance paperwork for you. Now is the best time to manage your diabetes better and get your continuous glucose monitor. Call now for details. Call 888-303-9136. 888-303-9136. That's 888-303-9136. Paid for by U.S. Med. You don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living. You're out and about making it happen. And sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork, you know, like bookkeeping and paying your taxes. It's easy to get behind on paying your taxes. It happens to the best of us. And you know what happens next. The big, bad IRS comes knocking on your door. And when that happens, you need to call the good old boys at the tax doctor. Let them do what they do best. Deal and negotiate with the IRS so you pay the lowest you can in back taxes that the law allows. We are a 100% U.S.-based company, and we've saved our clients millions over the years in back taxes. 
If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call my friends right now at The Tax Doctor and learn more. 800-816-4492. That's 800-816-4492. The last thing on the list of society when you spell out the word is yuck. That's the one thing they didn't tell you. By doing all of these things, and by the way, you need to do all of them, but it needs to be without an expectation of sex because you are a great provider, a great dad, a great guy. These things should matter to you, but we shouldn't, again, never do things just to get something in return. And it sounds crazy, but if you expect less, that's when you can expect more. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah, yeah. And I, I love the acronym because we we talk about all things cultural and all things society all the time. And, and that word, culture, the cult of worship, the thing that we as society are, are saying is basically um, worthy of praise. Not, not worthy of praise like God, but worthy of praise and adoration. And so often it's cars, clothes, money you know, maybe a jet or something like that is the culture, the cult of worship. And then the things that in society are driving us apart are taboo and we can't talk about. Sex, child rearing, uh, budgeting, um, earnings, those types of things. We, you know, like we, we just, I don't want to change the temperature so drastically because we just took a hyper-focused look, but 30,000 foot view, how are we going to get this mainstream so it's normal to be talking about this at the gym in public where people can see and hear. Ooh. My God, what a great question. Like, I mean, that is the ultimate goal. So just, I mean, we didn't have a chance to talk about it, but Catherine and I, we would like to see divorce statistics flip. Right now it's about a 70% divorce rate when you add in first, second, and third marriages. And we would like to see that that flips, that it's it's 30% divorce rate. And I mean, ideally 100%, obviously, but, you know, baby steps here. So how do we get it out there so that we can achieve that goal? Well, we're doing the best that we can. We're, we're just being as open as we can. That's why we get blocked on Facebook or on Instagram, you know, blocked for reasons like, oh, well, you, you're clearly supporting abuse. Nope. We just talked about some of the really bad anger behavioral issues that I struggled with that a lot of men struggle with. And by the way, if you're not yelling and you're just shutting down, that's just as abusive. You just have to understand the perspective, okay? And so how do we get out there? I don't know, man. We're doing podcasts like this. We're, we're getting articles and, and uh, some are written about us, some we write. We do the social media thing. Um, but guys are slowly starting to feel comfortable because they're seeing the changes in their own marriage. And my wife too. My wife's got a whole program for women, the White Picket Fence Project. And with hers, the women, they speak a little more. So I think that's actually going to start to make it go a little faster and a little further. Catherine's women are way more open and they say that Catherine's superpower is being vulnerable. And so it makes people start to realize that they can share their story too. Oh, by the way, here's some help there, you know, but I'm open to your suggestions, Joe, what do you got for me? How do we get it out there? Make it mainstream talk at the gym. Yeah, but we gotta, we have to be vulnerable enough to engage in the conversation. No one in the guy's night. And I'm, uh, I'd almost feel stupid to say, but you know, I, I'm a man's man. I, I've got guns and bourbon and cigars and I'm athletic. I'm not quite as fit as you are, but you know, <laughs> I get by. Um, 
but in those conversations at the gym or in the at the bonfire or whatever, to be able to honestly say that you're not sexually satisfied or or that you're not sexually satisfying your wife or um, that you're going through something. We we can't get better. You know, they they say step one is recognizing that there is a problem. If we yes. can't recognize there is a problem and openly communicate about it, then we are hopeless. And yes. whoever's idea this was, they drove us all underground. So we're all suffering in silence with the same issues. And we could just get together and talk about it and, and find yes. freedom. Let me give you one bit of advice that I would suggest for your listeners. And that is stop worrying about what everybody else thinks. You know, it doesn't matter if you're talking about, I want the same car or the boat that that guy has. It doesn't matter if you're talking about the trip that they want on or the sex life they have. Stop worrying about people saying, don't be such a sissy. I don't have guns and shit, but I love cars and I'm a man and I'm rough and tough and I work out and I can get in someone's face and go protect some stranger, blah, blah, blah. I don't need to talk about it. You guys don't need to be beating on your chest, talking about how manly you are. Intelligent people don't run around saying I'm freaking brilliant. You know what I mean? Nobody's sharing their IQ if they're smart. Okay. Just put it that way. It's the same way with being a man. So your first step is really being okay with saying, well, that's not happening and let them give you the shit and abuse. Is it really hurting you? Could it get any worse? No, you might actually find somebody like me. If you were doing that at a party that that happens all the time, people hear what I do. They tell me a little story. I just start telling them what I think they should do just from the little bits they learn. That's how you do it. That's how you get help. You There's also a therapy and kind of the ribbing. Uh, in the military, huge culture ripping on each other. But there's something therapeutic about it. And someone, you know, everyone's in there and the suck together. And someone had the courage to say, you know, this sucks. Or I'm afraid of the uncertainty of what's going to happen. And it transforms the whole entire, like the communication that we go into after that. Oh, hands down. And also you mentioned something earlier as well, which is surrounding yourself with the right people. I mean, first of all, if if you're the type of person that, that may, I mean, this could be a childhood thing where it's really hard on you to have a buddy say, oh, you're a sissy, you're not getting laid. Even if he's lying and you have no idea, which is common, by the way. So what you do is you surround yourself with the right people. Like if you're in my group of marriage lords is what I call them. You can go in there and usually a guy's pretty shy. He reads a few stories and a few comments from people, what they're going through from the men. And they're like, Oh, holy crap. Oh, that guy's got it worse than me. Or, Oh my gosh. Like that's the same sort of thing that I'm going through right now. And then you start to see if you surround yourself with people going the same direction, you go there. I didn't make this up. You didn't make this up, Joe. We got this from the big guys that have been doing this for years. Excuse me. Right. We're just revisiting their message. That's all. No different with this. So I gotta pull this up on the site. Um, guys, again, we're speaking with Casmaro. The website is Ryan Casmaro. It's in the show notes. You gotta go to it. Men, women, husbands, wives, go check it out. Uh, but I wanted to pull this up because um, and I, I read through probably half of these comments, maybe a little more than half. Um, but he's he's got you've got not reviews. But just social proof. These, this is what people are saying. And when I read through the comments that I read through, it became so clear to me that this is what women are desiring that their that their spouse go through. This is what wives want for their husband. They want for them to become the type of man that is coming out of your programs. 
And that's another thing to let guys know because you might be feeling some kind of way about having this on your browser history or whatever, and you got some some really shady stuff in your browser history you should be worried about. Go to this website. The masterclass is free. But look, this is what wives are wanting. My marriage is the best it's ever been and could ask for. <laughs> it's carnal marriage. <laughs> yeah, that's... But I mean, it's not just that there's a market for it. There's a genuine, authentic, in people's spirit desire for this type of relationship. And it's probably, it's a different level of intimacy. It really is. It really is. And, you know, I, I think it's a good time to say, you know, I, I hook with sex. You want more sex with your wife, which I have to curb. Maybe that'll help me on social media and not get blocked. But like, at the end of the day, if you're not emotionally connected, you're not talking, laughing, having fun, dreaming, achieving. Guys, the real shit, stuff you signed up for. You're not having great sex. You have to understand it like this. Your wife is the racing stripes, okay? But you got to build the car. You got to put the parts in under the hood. You got to tune the engine. You got to get race ready. Then you go get your wife and you can put the racing stripes on your car. That's it. The sex is just the benefit. But you should be having so much more. I mean, the respect from your children when you do my program. Colleagues, guys are always making more money. I got a guy saying he got laid off today, came in my marriage lords group, and a whole bunch of guys are saying, what about this other stuff that you were doing? And they're starting to give him up, you know, get him the direction of where he was going and everything with his other avenues for making money. Like, it's just, your wife is just the bonus, but it is what wives want. You know, with the, so let's let's call it 150,000 or 120,000 women on Facebook, okay? And the victim men say, oh, you're pandering. This is crap. It should, shouldn't always be just the man, whatever. Hey, listen, you're just owning you. Your wife will own you. My wife owned her too. That's just not what we're talking about right now. And then when you get into it and you look at it, how could it be pandering? Wouldn't the word be better suited if we said, oh, crap, this guy's translating for women? It's 100,000 women in four months following me. That doesn't happen on Facebook in 2023, guys. Let's put that in perspective for a second. So all women saying, and there's some comments on the website, that, that are, this is what I want, 100% spot on. I've been telling my husband this for years. How do you know so much? Oh my God, this is what I want. Like, literally, take it for what it's worth. It's not your fault. We just didn't know. And they didn't know how to communicate it. Or you didn't understand how to take it from your wife. Hey, if I tell my wife how to squat, I owned a gym for 22 years. If I tell her how to squat today, she doesn't want to listen. It's not how it works. So <laughs> sometimes you need to hear it from somebody else, Okay. And uh, then the last thing that I want to touch on, um, and and you uh, you spoke about it earlier, but man, we such an important part of this is the culture of accountability. Um, and you know, they were prisoners of war. They're they guys sitting in gulags and and you know, Russian prisoner camps, uh, labor camps, and they're thinking. And not, this sucks, this shouldn't be happening to me. They're thinking, what role did I play in this happening? Yes. And that's how we need to present in our marriages. My wife's not happy. I'm not performing at work. I'm not performing in the bedroom. My kids don't respect me. Instead of going, anger, anger, I'm upset with you. You're you're not doing this. And boom, boom, boom. What role did, all this stuff isn't just happening. I'm an individual contributor in my life. That's right. You know, we can't control your wife, Joe. So I don't know 100% if she's going to follow. But I can tell you this. If you're a 10 and she's a 3 because she still has anger issues, just as one example, she's still losing it with the kids. You're not. You know, she, you're going out for fun and, and planning dates and she's 
checked out. You're super exciting and you have lots on the go. I, I can give you thousands of examples. If you're a 10 and she's a three, she's going to have to follow. That's why it works, right? Like people need to kind of go where, where they're being led to go, right? And so mm-hmm. you do, you own it. Here's something that's really helped a lot of people that understand it. We're told a marriage takes two or relationships take two. I want to challenge you to stop and, and think about this and write this down if you need to. A marriage doesn't take two. A marriage is two, but it takes one person to hold themselves accountable and to own their share of the issues. If you can do that, you can lead anybody out of any dark situation. You know, a trigger guys, my friend, Travis Neville, uh, he wrote the book, um, Reviving Masculinity. He says, a trigger is just a trigger. You have to put the pressure on it. And I'll add to that for marriage but you can help your wife put the gun down. That's it. Own you and lead her out of it. Man, that's great. So we've got about four minutes before we need to close. Um, What didn't we talk about? Rejection. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. Do you have a specific question about rejection or do you want me to kind of roll with it a little bit? Just roll with it, yeah. I mean, all, all men have experienced this. Okay, so first thing I want you guys to understand is rejection. So I have a thing in my program. It's called the rejection ladder. And so there's rungs on the ladder, okay? Rejection, it doesn't matter if you're talking about sex. It could be conversation. It could be flirting. It could be inviting her to a date. It could be anything, okay? If you make what we would call a bid, right? That's a therapeutic Gottman's thing. But if you make a bid or an attempt for attention, affection, and you get rejected, she turns you down, then all that means is, that you need to focus on the lower rungs of the ladder, right? So if you think about it like this, mm-hmm. like you need to have a lot of good energy, fun, excitement at the bottom. Then you can work your way up where we're having some good banter and good conversation. And you can work your way up to where we're having some flirts, but it's not necessarily sexual. And then we can get up to the sexual stuff. And we can work our way all the way up to sex. So if you're getting rejected, it means that you don't have all the other rungs of the ladder. You're not meeting the criteria. So uh, if you can first focus on that, knowing that's part of your accountability thing or owning you, if you understand that, what can I do? You can look at the ladder like that and realize, okay, well, obviously I'm kind of going for the sex thing here, but I haven't even created a good, safe environment for my wife to have a good time and be herself yet. Well, it makes sense why she might reject me. Or, you know, uh, I'm trying to, you know, flirt and have fun and she's ignoring my text messages. Yeah. So what's gone on in the past? Maybe you need to focus on showing that you're not going to stop sending those text messages because it didn't work. And so that's the same thing with every form of rejection. If you want more, you're going to have to go get more. Do not be afraid to be a man. In fact, own the rejection, face the rejection. Of course, I give you a lot of tools for this, but you can imagine it like this. If you can go challenge it, you're just going for what you want. She gets rejected. No, or sorry, you get rejected by her. No problem. Act like it doesn't affect you. <laughs> no problem. I'm hornier in the mornings. Like literally have fun with it. <laughs> like, fun is the easiest way because most men, they stop being confident in being themselves. So it's one of the things I really push. But you can also be cute, fun, turn to your kids, you know? So if that'd be an example of flirting, obviously, you know, hey, baby, you, you, you look beautiful today, whatever, you rub her back in the kitchen. She's like, stop touching me. Well, that's full on rejection. Just turn to your kids and go dance with them. Sing a Disney song. I don't care. If it doesn't affect you, she starts going, huh? Wow, he's not pouting anymore. That's weird. This is a major step for a lot of guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. 
Well, Cass, Mauro, thanks for coming on the show. Tell people uh, where they can connect with you and 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 get you know in your community and get in your services. Guys, uh, RyanCassMorrow.com is the best because that's me on the chat widget. It's one of the things my wife and I like to do is always be the one that you're talking to. Um, you can follow on social media. We'd love it. We'd appreciate it. Of course, you can binge watch there. Uh, just that sometimes the accounts disappear and we have to wait till we get them back again. So we're trying to curb that. But in the meantime, it's always safest at the website. Look forward to helping you get your wife. Awesome. Guys, this is, and this is probably going to be one of the best interviews of the year, 2023. Um, go ahead and leave a review on the podcast, guys. We're pushing podcast. It's 2023 uh, for very similar issues. Uh, you know, guys, my YouTube channel got shut down. It's banned permanently um, oh, and a no. whole bunch of other stuff that YouTube and Google did that I wasn't even aware of. Um, but so we're pushing podcasts and I'm self-hosted on my own website. It's the sand, you know, they're making us build our own. So we got to build our own everything. Um, yeah. So open the podcast app on your phone. Make sure that you're subscribed to the Joe Mobley Show on podcasts. Go ahead and rate and review. But as always, I am sending out uh, free gifts from the show, autographed books and things like that um, from guests and from uh, connections that I've made over the years. The way to get entered in, you got to leave a review, not just about how awesome I am or how cool the show is. No, that's bullcrap. Leave a review that says something that you learned, something that you took away, something that this... Uh, content is going to help you change your life, uh, change your marriage and your relationship. Um, so if you leave that review, then you get entered in. Winners are announced once a month, guys. Cass, thanks so much, man. We got to have you back. This is the tip of the iceberg. And I got like five questions we didn't have time to get to you. <laughs> but uh, um, this is the tip of the iceberg. We're going to have to have you back soon, man. Sounds great, man. I'd love to be on there and we'll fire away. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.